In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. Amen. Our sermon text this morning is from the Gospel reading according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. Today, we are celebrating, we are proclaiming joy, we are rejoicing. So why? Why does our gospel text end in fear? The women here had gone to the tomb expecting to find Jesus' body there. I'm sure they and the other disciples had hoped or even thought Jesus would work a miracle on Good Friday. They knew the account of Elisha calling fire down on those who tried to harm him. They had learned about Moses being protected from those rebel Israelites who sought to kill him. And they could recall Daniel's deliverance from the lion's den. But nothing like that happened with Jesus. And instead, he, he died on the cross. He'd been buried. Now they only wanted to fulfill their devotion to Jesus by treating his body with respect and anointing him with oil. Yet when they get there, they don't find his body. Instead, they find a young clothed man whom they don't know. He tells them not to get all worked up or emotional for Jesus the crucified has risen. He shows them the place and instructs them to remind the disciples, including Peter, that he will go ahead of them into Galilee where they can meet him. All of this was just what Jesus had told them beforehand. He had foretold them of his death and resurrection and what they should do. And now that it had happened, they were to follow his instructions. But fear gripped these women. Fear grabbed hold of them and held them. They weren't able to speak yet. They weren't able to communicate. They didn't know what to say or to make of it all. They just ran away. They fled the scene. Fear does funny things to us. Franklin D. Roosevelt famously said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I've heard this saying multiple times. and the, the whole idea or principle is that you cannot move forward if you are too afraid to do so. You can't win a battle if you're running away in fear. There is also the assertion that not only that fear is the only thing holding us back, but that we need not fear anything except an unjustified fear that paralyzes us. So instead of embracing fear, the president was urging people to ignore their fears and move forward and work together to solve the problems they faced. He himself proposed some solutions at that time. But is this saying true? Is fear the only threat that is to be feared? And is fear always a bad thing? Is fear the only thing that stops mankind from progressing or from accomplishing what people desire? 
Is that the message these women at the tomb needed to hear? The scriptures teach us that fearing God is actually the good and right thing. And Solomon says, it's the beginning of wisdom. Fear is the realization that you are not in control. Fear is the recognition that matters are out of your hands. Fear is awareness that there are limits to your abilities and powers that you cannot do all things. Fear thus, fearing God thus, is the understanding that God is the one in control, that all matters are in his power and hands, and that he can do all things, for he has all the power that can possibly be had. So take a moment to consider all these fears you have faced over the last year. As a nation, we have been confronted with the fear of COVID-19, the fear of death, the fear of where our society is going, the fear of injustice, the fear of inequality, the fear of communism, the fear of guns, the fear of certain political groups and figures, the fear of random violence, and, and many, many, many more fears. As individuals, we may face fears for our families, our animals, and our livelihoods. We are afraid that we won't make it through this or that difficult situation. We are afraid we might suffer, that we might be in physical pain or emotional distress. We could be afraid of that day when we cannot do much or that we might be a burden to our loved ones. Such fears fill our lives and when they seize hold of us, they can cause us to cease this or that activity. They can cause us to run away, to flee people and life, to shut our mouths and not speak to anyone about it. That was what happened at the tomb of Jesus. These women were confronted with Jesus' resurrection. They were confronted with the evidence that the crucified Jesus was not dead but that he lived. They were reminded where they could and would find him. But this created great fear in them. Just as Jesus walking on water or calming the storm causes his disciples to be afraid, so much greater was this. For Jesus not only exercised control over creation, but he exercised control over death. He showed that he was the master of death. It was powerless before him. He overcame, just as he said he would. The women recognized God's power in all this. This is why they were afraid. Fear seized them, because the whole matter had God's imprint. It was out of their hands. God's involvement meant that Jesus was more than a prophet or rabbi. He was more than man. He is God. And he had risen. And on the one hand, this should mean joy, but on the other hand, they recognize their own sin and failures. For them to come in contact with the Holy One of Israel, for them to meet God, it could mean their death. They could not control what God does. After all, mankind had just put God to death and he was no longer dead. He has all power and might. 
He could strike them down for their sin or for their failure to support or fight for them. So, rather than running to deliver the message or running to Galilee, the fear of meeting the holy God grips them and they run away. So Roosevelt is wronged. We need to fear God. We need to see that He is truly almighty and that our lives and existence depend on Him. We need to see that we are not in control of this world, nor of Him. He alone is in control. Mankind threw everything at God, all our sin, all our evil, all our death. God overcame. Jesus rose again. He is to be rightly feared as God, for that is who he is. But the rest of our fears, Jesus has overcome. He won the victory. They should not be running our life or be the reason behind our decisions. And yet so many of our decisions in this world are made because of and by fear. Our fears of death, harm, loss, or suffering determine some of our actions and choices in life rather than God and His Word. The Almighty God, who knows everything, who has conquered and won, who defeated all that we fear, He has called us to be His people, to gather in church, to receive His gifts, to love Him, and to love our neighbor. And what we think, say, and do. But there are times where our fears stop us from following our Lord or hearing His word. The fear gripped Jesus' disciples so that they failed to hear. The eleven locked the doors of the upper room because the fear of the power of men held them captive. The women gripped with fear, ran away and did not tell anyone. But this fear did not rule the day. If it had, the, the word of Christ's resurrection would not have gone out. No, no, this fear did not win, for Christ overcame their fear. Yes, his resurrection said, this is God. Fear him rightly. This is why the account ends here with a note of fear. For we should rightly tremble before him. But not so that we run away. Rather that we do as he commands and hear his word. For as we hear his word to us, we will see that we need not fear his wrath, not anymore. For Jesus did not come to condemn us, but to set us free. He came to release us from sin and worldly fear. He came to deliver us out of death and the troubles and problems of this world. He came to rescue you from this world and all the heartaches, pains, and sorrows we find in our world. He came to bring us life in the midst of death, to raise us from the dead so that we shouldn't not die. Yet, that we would live. And should we die, yet we shall live. All this Christ delivered for you and to you. 
He's brought it to you. He gave it all to you in baptism. In those blessed waters, He brought you His life-sustaining life and His death-conquering victory. He made them yours as He made you His. Hallelujah! Christ is risen! He's risen indeed! Hallelujah! So how can we let our fears lead us to go against God and His Word? And how can we let our fears determine our actions? How can we let fear lead us to discount what He spoke thousands of years ago as if He did not know all things, including what we would face in 2020, 2021, and beyond? Did he not go to the cross and defeat sin and death with all these events in mind as well? Of course he did. He knew it all. So fear not. Your sins and evil deeds, your doubts and fears have all been conquered and overcome. They are dead. But Christ lives. The present day troubles and evils are powerless against him. He overcame. He defeated them. He stands as the one crucified for you. You stand by his word that made you his in baptism. His name, the name of the victorious one, is upon you. So you share in that victory. You share in his victory. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Today we celebrate that victory at his table. Today you come forward and join in proclaiming his victory. Today you declare that Christ has won, that he has defeated death, that he has overcome the world, that he has defeated the devil. We announce that we need not fear anything or anyone, but he who died and rose for us. He alone is feared. For he alone is the crucified one who redeems and saves us. He alone rescues and he alone forgives. Thus you take his body and blood and you join in confessing with the angel that he is no longer in the tomb. You join in saying, the crucified one is alive. You proclaim that you need not fear sin, death, or the devil because they have been defeated. You say at his feast that Jesus is indeed the Lord and God. You confess that you fear God rightly, but you also say that you need not fear his wrath anymore for Jesus has made satisfaction for your sins. You are forgiven. Your sins are covered and removed. Christ has overcome them. He has conquered. And we gather today to take his living body and blood, shouting his victory. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.